Imagine a business built on what matters most to you. One inspired by creativity and connection, where purpose leads to profit and wealth is measured not just by your bottom line, but by your higher self. Welcome to the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast, where we connect the spiritual with the practical to create a holistic approach to entrepreneurship. Leave the hustle behind and let your intuition lead the way as you grow a successful, fulfilling business and a joyful, radiant life. Hello, my wise ones, and welcome to another episode of the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast. My name is Lee Shea McDonough, and I am so excited that you are here today. Today's episode is a special one. I am so excited to introduce you to my friend and colleague, Ashley Cox. So Ashley is a leadership mentor for professional women and female founders. She is super passionate about helping women overcome their insecurities and doubts, you know, those ones that hold us back from stepping into a leadership role. And Ashley is so talented at showing women how to leverage their natural strengths so that they can lead in a way that feels good and gets results. I will be honest with you. So I have been following Ashley for probably the last year or two on Instagram. And you can find her at ashleycox.co. And I highly recommend you follow her because her Instagram game is just fantastic. I learned so much both in terms of content, but also how to present myself on Instagram simply by watching her. And so I had been following her for a while and I almost felt like I knew her and yet we had never connected. So I forget if she reached out to me or if I reached out to her, but I was like, we need to have a a virtual coffee chat. And when we did, it was one of those situations where I felt like I had known her my entire life. And she said she felt the same way about me. I love it when that happens, when you connect with someone and instantly you just get each other. That is exactly how I feel about Ashley and why I am so excited to share our interview with you today. Ashley really goes deep into what it means to show up as a leader and also how to allow your intuition to inform your leadership style and your business decision making. So let's not wait any longer. Let's get right to it. Here's my interview with Ashley Cox of Ashley Cox Co. Hi, Ashley, and welcome to the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast. I am just so excited to have you here today. Thanks for being with us. Hi, Lee. Thank you so much for having me on. Congratulations on this amazing new adventure in your business. I am thrilled to be here with you on your new podcast. Thank you for that. I am so excited that you get to be one of the very first interviewees on the podcast. I wouldn't have it any other way. Oh, thank you. So why don't we start by having you tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are and your business. So as you mentioned, my name is Ashley Cox, and I'm a leadership mentor for professional women and female founders, those who are just tired of trying to fit inside of a box that just doesn't work for them. And I help these women tap into and leverage their natural strengths so they can become the leader that they were born to be and so that it can feel good, so they can get the results that they dream of in their business without having to be someone that they're not. And this comes from having a background in being a leader and a manager myself for many, many years. And one of the first things I think that really started to lead me down this path is as a brand new manager at 22 years old, straight out of college, I was working in a multi-million dollar store with 350 employees. And 
the manager who was assigned to that store, I was uh, assistant manager under him, just really kept telling me things that didn't jive with my personality, that weren't who I was. And so for the longest time, I had tried to lead in a way that he said would get me the results that I was looking for. And the longer I tried to lead this way, the more I felt out of alignment with that leadership style. I was told things like, oh, if if you're too empathetic, then people will just walk all over you. If you get too personal or too close to the employees, then they won't respect you and they'll treat you like a friend. And there's definitely some boundaries there that you have to have in place as a leader. But those things that make me who I am were being stuffed down in an attempt to be somebody and be a leader that just wasn't right for me. But when I finally tapped into my own strengths, my own abilities, that empathetic, compassionate, positive connector that I am, everything turned around for me. And I was really able to step fully into that leadership role and get incredible results for my team and for our business and become the leader that felt really, really good in alignment with who I am as a, as a human being. And that still got the results that we were looking for and oftentimes much better results uh, because I wasn't trying to be someone that I'm not. So that journey kind of uh, over the years uh, spiraled around in an HR career and uh, starting my own business about four years ago now uh, has led me to the place that I am today. And I really, truly believe that especially we as women have to tap into these strengths that we have. Uh, because that's what's missing in business today. And I am just on a mission to help women tap into those strengths and really become the leaders that they were meant to be. I love that so much. And it strikes me that you are really revolutionizing the concept of leadership. And I think what you described early in your career, this idea that you had to lead a certain way, that you had to conform to all of these kind of old school traditional expectations really limited you and limited your capacity to connect with your people and lead them effectively. And so I love how you are approaching leadership from this new dynamic perspective that involves embracing your strengths and going with what works for you. And I'm really curious, when you have women come to you and they say, you know, I'm ready to kind of up level in my business, but you know, I'm not a leader or I don't consider myself to be a leader. How do you respond to them? Oh, I love that question, Lee, and I get that quite often. Um, I even see that just in comments that people will make on Facebook or Instagram. And a lot of times the way that I hear it framed is, I'm just not cut out for this. And I would challenge, I would challenge these women to really think about what it takes to be a leader. Most of us are already leaders in some aspect of our life, whether that's at home, managing the finances, managing the children, managing the household, or maybe it's on a volunteer committee in our churches, in different organizations or groups that we're part of, there's likely somewhere in your life that you have been a leader before. And you may not be associating that with leading a team of employees, but there's so many similarities there. And as women, we have a tendency to be kind of the go-to people. And uh, a lot of times we're shouldering the, the burden or the blessing, if you will, of our families and our communities. And so for us to discount the fact that we're, quote unquote, not cut out for this is 
so unfair to us. We are leaders. We have been leaders for decades and thousands of years. And so when you, you feel like you're not a leader, I challenge you to tap into these other areas of your life and to say, how am I using my strengths in these areas to keep our, our family on schedule, to make sure that all the appointments are being taken care of, to help and lead this volunteer effort? And think about how you could take those same strengths and apply them to your business and to having a team of people, whether that be contractors or employees. I love that. So it's really about looking at your own personal leadership tendencies, whether in the home or with family or with friends, even self-leadership, how you choose to lead your own life and kind of pull out what works from that to apply to your business. Oh, that's, that's so great. Ashley, I love it. Absolutely. So here at the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast, we really focus on what it means to be a spiritually minded entrepreneur. And so I'm really curious from your perspective, what does being a spiritually minded entrepreneur mean to you? I think it kind of hits on some of what you were just saying there at the tail end of your last comment, Lee, and it's about being self-aware and being mindful of how we're showing up in this world. It's being able to look at ourselves objectively and say, this is what I'm really great at. And here are some areas where I could improve that would help me go to that next level. And I also think it's a lot about tapping into our intuition, our, um, you know, that little voice inside of our head and, and kind of leaning into that and listening to what our intuition is telling us. You know, they always, always have talked about how women have that sixth sense and it's that intuition, that gut instinct. So often in the corporate world, especially, we're kind of taught to tamp that down and to not listen to that gut instinct and that we have to have data and facts and use logic. But it's so important to embrace that intuition because it can be our guiding light. And so I, I fully believe that being part of being a spiritually minded entrepreneur means that we're embracing that and we're tapping into that intuition and we're using that to make decisions in our businesses and with our teams and uh, the things that we're doing. You're so right. I think historically intuition in many cases has almost been seen as a liability. You know, it's this idea that if you can't touch it or see it or prove it, then it can't be true. And yes. what you're saying is really kind of turning that paradigm on its head where the, your intuition is actually your superpower. And so when you can allow that to inform your decision making, then it's going to take you even further. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I can give you a great example of this. I spent so many years as a recruiter uh, for, for large companies, Fortune 25 companies. And one of the things that, you know, you're taught as a recruiter is data, facts, information. It, here's all the things that you have to have. And yes, I 100% believe that you have to have those things and that you have to be able to justify, you know, your decisions and why you went a certain direction. But every single time, I didn't trust my gut instinct. I got burned. I got burned. And so I learned over the years of being a recruiter that it's really important not only to have the data, the facts, the information, but to also trust my instinct and to know this is a good decision or this is a bad decision. And to carrying that over into my own business now for the last, you know, almost four years, the times that I've not trusted my gut instinct. I've ended up going down the wrong path and taking a detour. But the times that I've really leaned into it, I've made better decisions and I've grown a business that 
feels really good and feels aligned with where I want to be in life, both personally and professionally. And so you, it takes time. You know, you, you have to really practice listening to that gut instinct. But when you do, oh man, the results are just far better than what you could have, have hoped for just by going on data and logic alone. I'm sitting here nodding my head up and down. <laughs> and I suspect a lot of our listeners are too, because I know that there have been times in my career and in my life where I've had that little voice say, don't do that, or mm -hmm. you should go ahead and do that. And I haven't paid attention to it. Mm -hmm. And you're exactly right. It always comes back to bite me later. And I always wind up thinking, why didn't I just pay attention? <laughs> and yes. so I'm curious, like, why do you think we do that? Why do we not pay attention? to that little voice that's telling us to do something or to not do something. I think you, you started to hit on this just a minute ago when you said that we've really been conditioned to avoid that in favor of data and logic. And I think a lot of it has to do with people who aren't very intuitive, have a hard time understanding, well, what do you mean gut instinct? Like, this is what the data says. Yeah, but I just have this nagging feeling that we should go this way versus that way. And so it's hard for people who haven't practiced listening to that intuition or that gut instinct to understand why that strong feeling can lead us down the right path. And I also think that it's, it's just not a tangible thing, right? Like I can't explain to you how this feeling or how this, this notion that this idea or this project or this action is going to be the right one, but I just know. I just know in my gut. You've heard people say that over and over, and it's hard to explain. It's hard to explain in a boardroom, <laughs> you know, when you've got uh, people who are wanting numbers and data and info, and it can sometimes feel a bit vulnerable because what happens if you're wrong mm. and now you don't have any data to back it up? So I think just kind of a culmination of how our culture has evolved and the types of information that people have stamped their, you know, validation or approval on really makes it hard to lean into that. But I think we have a, a really unique opportunity as entrepreneurs to lean into that more and leverage that to help us grow businesses that feel really good and aligned and they get results. I love that. And, you know, I suspect most of our listeners are very familiar with intuition and how it shows up in their lives. If you're not, if you are just starting to listen to the podcast, head back to episode three, where you'll hear my episode all about intuition 101. So you'll learn about what intuition is, how it shows up for you. Um, so that might be helpful as well. So, Ashley, I'm wondering when you work with your clients, how do you bring in this concept of intuition, of listening to your inner voice and help them cultivate that so that they can become better leaders? Oh, I love this question. I, I've never gotten this question before. And it's something I 100% use in my business with my clients, whether they always know it or not. <laughs> it's something that um, I kind of have built into my process as far as when we're diving into, uh, let's say, a problem area, I'm having this, this challenge with my team and I'm not sure how to navigate it. One of the first questions I'll always ask is, okay, without thinking about it, what do you think the right thing to do right now is? And I get them talking. And the more that they talk, they're kind of processing and thinking the, the situation out loud. And then from there, we can start to tap into those areas where they've already got the answer. 
they just needed help uh, reflecting that answer back to them. And so I always like to say that I'm my client's mirror. I'm just going to reflect back what they're giving to me. And so it's not me necessarily solving their problems, but it's me helping them really start to understand and tap into the fact that you have certain strengths and your certain strengths are leading you in a direction. And that direction is probably the, the place you need to go because that's what's going to feel best. And then from there, we can kind of tweak things depending on, hey, that actually might not be the best direction because there's some liability behind that, you know, based on uh, my HR background. I've been in HR for about 13 years now. Um, and so we can kind of navigate that both from the intuitive side through questioning and uncovering what's really going on and what the root cause of these situations or problems might be. And sometimes that means it's something the leader has done themselves, but that's okay. You know, we all have those forehead slapping moments, but then also couch that in some logic and some data and things that can also support that intuitive direction. I love that. And I think what really resonated with me the most in what you just said was this idea that your clients usually already know. They know the solution. They know the right answer. They know what they want to do. And as a mentor, your job is simply to reflect that back to them. And I think in doing so, that's when you give them permission, permission to trust themselves, to trust their inner wisdom. And that's such a huge part of it. It's not just how do I listen to my intuition? It's more like, how do I give myself permission to let my intuition lead the way? And it sounds like that's definitely work you do with your people. Yes. Yes. I love that. I love that. That's a perfect way to put it. <laughs> so I'm really curious, um, just personally, Ashley, how does your spirituality inform your business and how you make decisions? You know, it's, it was something when I first started my business, I knew that I needed a certain degree of information to get the business started. You know, do I need a business license in the city and the county or one or the other? You know, there's things like that, that when you start your business, you absolutely need some sort of concrete information. I can't just go on my intuition and say, well, I guess, you know, I'll just go get the county license and then realize later I need the city license too. But once it came to crafting services, and then working with clients, I let myself really just have the experience of, of doing that. And, and yes, those first services that you craft, you're kind of just going off of a wing and a prayer, hoping that these are things that, that people actually want. But once you get into the work and you start listening to your clients and what their pain points are, then instead of having to force it so much, you can say, okay, I feel like this is the right direction to go. Let me ask you know, a couple of my clients if this feels like something they'd be interested in. And then it shifts. And then you kind of lean into that shift. And you know, just last year, so 2018, I went through this period of time where in the spring, I was feeling very unsettled. And so I did a lot of self-exploration. Why am I feeling unsettled? What, what needs to shift or change in my business? I knew that the direction my business was going in, although successful, wasn't feeling 100% in alignment. And so I knew I needed to make some sort of shift. And I worked with a business coach and, and strategist who helped me to really tap into that because even as self-aware as you can be, you still need somebody to be your mirror and to help you reflect things that you just can't see because you're too close to it every day. So through working with her, I started to make these big shifts in my business. And 
one of the questions she asked me that was so pivotal was, why are you doing all of these things in your business that aren't giving you joy? Because you have this incredible opportunity to create a business that really fills you up. If you want to be miserable and do a bunch of things in your business that you don't enjoy, just go get a corporate job. It'll be a lot easier, right? So I started to really ask myself, what is it that I want to do? What are the areas of my business where I've seen my clients have the biggest success that have also given me the most joy? And it was wholeheartedly in the direction of of being a leadership mentor for women. And prior to that, I had been doing a lot of HR 101 services. And, you know, at the end of the day, writing a 60 plus page handbook and doing a bunch of employment law research, although very valuable to your business and something that you need, isn't the space that I needed to be serving in. And so I allowed my intuition and a lot of journaling and a lot of soul searching to guide that process and really uncover what made the most sense for me. And I cannot even tell you, Lee, how fired up I am about the direction that my business is going. And the things that I'm working on that are going to be able to serve even more women in this capacity. I can feel your energy from here. (laughs) I got got so excited. (laughs) No, but but that is so powerful because it really shows that like you are here for this. You are showing up, you are diving in and giving us your whole self. And I think that is something that spiritual entrepreneurs feel called to do. You know, we're not just creating businesses for the sake of making money. I mean, yes, our businesses deserve to be profitable and we work hard at that, but it goes even deeper than that. We are in business to serve the world, to change the world, and in doing so, change ourselves, to allow ourselves to really show up as the full, extraordinary human beings that we are. But there's risk involved in that, right? Like it can be really scary to say, this is who I am, this is what I stand for. Yes, it can be. And I will tell you, on my own personal journey, I still struggle to trust myself from time to time. And when I made that decision, this is the direction I need to go. I mean, we're talking that was August, September of 2018. And it took me until the beginning of March 2019 to officially make that announcement and that transition. And for those six months, I was going around saying, well, I'm in transition. Well, I'm, I'm in transition. I do this, but I also do that. And it was holding me back. It was holding back my clients from getting the best possible experience that they could with me. It was holding my friends and my business besties uh, back from being able to really share about what I do and how I serve. And it was holding me back from having the opportunity to really talk passionately about this specific area. And I was just muddying everything up because the logical side of my brain was saying, yes, but this side of your business is still making money. And we don't want to cut that off to, you know, cut your nose off to spite your face, if you will. But there had to be some transition there that, you know, I build up this side of my business before completely cutting off the other side of my business. But also a lot of fear, a lot of fear of, of saying, oh my gosh, but if I change, what are people going to think? Mm-hmm. If I go this new direction, how are people going to respond to that? Are they going to think that I'm crazy or silly or you know, can't make up my mind what I want to do in business? But one of the things that really struck me was that number one, I was using this other part of my business as that safety blanket to 
to just hold on to because there was safety in the known. There's always, always fear in the unknown. And the second part is that I wasn't ever going to have a defined cutoff line. There wasn't going to be a, well, that then I was this and now I'm that and everything's going to be perfect and smooth and lovely. There's going to be rocky times. Uh, it's going to be, you know, like literally starting a whole new business, it feels like some days. But I also wasn't going to be able to have the impact that I wanted to have in this world. And so all of that fear and doubt and insecurity, I was fighting against my intuition that this really just needed to happen. And so once I made that shift, oh my gosh, everything just started to fall so beautifully into place. And of course, then I thought, gosh, I should have done this six months ago. (laughs) (laughs) I think you just made a really important point that I want to really stress that this is an evolution. It is a journey. And interestingly, what we start out with may be from a place of intuition, like how we build our business, the programs or services we offer can be very intuition-based. And then over time, like you said, it becomes that safety blanket. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, we are afraid to move past that. And then fear comes in. Mm -hmm. And it's just so interesting to me how in our evolution, what starts off as a very pure, authentic representation of who we are, that's who we were at that time. But we don't stay static, right? We continue to evolve. And so if we grasp on to who we were and how we used to show up and we decide, and that's how it's going to be for the rest of my life, then we really really stifle ourselves, right? And I, I think what I just realized in hearing you talk is that fear can creep in even into elements that really were birthed from intuition. And it is important to be mindful of that and then decide when it's time to let something go in order to really step forward into our power, into our lives, and and take it to the next level. Yes, so, so good. And that's 100% true. And another thing that I realized, Lee, was in my corporate job, I was ready for a promotion every 18 months to two years. Like, I was just ready. I'm okay. I've learned this thing. I've, you know, become really well-skilled at it. I'm ready for the next thing. And so why, when I had my own business, did it feel so uncertain and so crazy to shift what I was doing? To me now, I'm looking at this as my own self-promotion. I've promoted myself to the next level, to this new iteration of what my job is and what it can look like and what it can be. And I think one of the things that really holds us back is that if we change too much, people will think we're wishy-washy or we don't know what we're doing or we're trying to, you know, throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. And I don't think that's what it is at all, especially now having been through it myself and kind of come out the other side still alive, is that it's just a promotion for myself within my business journey. And I think that that's such a beautiful way to look at it and give ourselves permission and release that pressure that we have to do and be the same person forever and ever. Amen. That is brilliant. And the idea of promoting myself in my business is resonating (laughs) so strongly with me right now, uh, in large part because this podcast is an example of the pivot that I've done in my business too, really expanding of serving mental health professionals, specifically those who were interested in coaching. And now I'm realizing that what unites the people I love to work with 
are that they are spiritually minded and that they want to allow that internal wisdom, that, that deep inner knowing to inform their work. Uh, and like you said, it's, it's not that we are changing our minds or being flighty. It's that we are expanding ourselves. We're promoting ourselves in our business and we're allowing ourselves to grow into our next role. And I, yes. I think it's such a powerful way of looking at it. Yes, absolutely. So I'm wondering, do you find any misconceptions among the general public about being a spiritual entrepreneur or the type of work that you do? Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> all the time, all the time. Where to begin? <laughs> oh, no, right, exactly. Oh, my goodness. Uh, misconceptions that you're just very much so, and especially as women, spiritual entrepreneur women, what comes across is, oh, you're flaky. Oh, you're, you know, you're just living in an idealistic world and um, you don't really have any concrete things that you can make this business grow on. But you know what? I have worked with entrepreneur after business owner after female leader time and time again who have built their businesses because they had a calling, because they had a deep knowing that they were meant for more. They were supposed to be putting something out in this world that was going to change lives, whether that was one life at a time, a thousand lives at a time, a million lives over the course of their business. They knew that they were meant for more, for greater impact. And just working with those individuals has helped to, to really start to break down the barriers to tapping into our intuition. And so you'll see more people, especially on social media. It's so funny because you'll hear people say things like, well, I'm not really a woo kind of person. And then you'll watch them for a little while and they find something that really resonates with them. And they're like, okay, I'm still not a woo person, but this concept really makes sense. And so I think the misconception is that these quote unquote woo tendencies of mindfulness or meditation or, you know, tapping into your inner wisdom and knowing they can sound, you know, a little intimidating for somebody who's never practiced them before. And they can sound a little, you know, we know they can sound a little crazy for sure. (laughs) Um, But I think that once you find something that really resonates with you and you start to experience the, the result of tapping into some of those more woo sort of things, you can feel yourself blossoming and opening up in ways that you didn't imagine before. And I love seeing people kind of creep through that transition and and say that they're not a woo person, but this thing really works. And you don't have to be a full on, you know, yogi, mad meditation, you know, crystals and cards and, you know, you don't have to go full on into this, into this world, but something as simple and approachable as tapping into your intuition and listening to your gut instinct is a, is a really great way to kind of take those misconceptions and then, and, and experience them for yourself. And I think that's actually a perfect segue into the segment of the podcast that I like to call the make it work moment. Mm. And so the make it work moment is brought to you by my book, Act on Your Business, Braving the Storms of Entrepreneurship and Creating Success Through Meaning, Mindset, and Mindfulness. So you can learn more about Act on Your Business at the workyourinnerwisdom.com website. Just click on Lee's book 
and it'll take you to the Amazon page where you can learn more. So Ashley, in the make it work moment, this is where we take everything that we've talked about during a podcast episode and we make it practical. So I would love for you to provide a make it work moment for our listeners. What's something that they can do in their day in order to bring intuition into their decision-making practice? First of all, I have to say, if you have not read Lee's book, Act on Your Business, you 100% need to scurry right over to the website as soon as you finish listening to this podcast episode and get that book because it is a game changer. Thank you. (laughs) You are so welcome. You are so welcome. And secondly, to answer your question, I think this is such an important part of any type of work we do. You've got to have the mindset portions and you have to, you know, to have the overall concept. But if you don't take any action to do anything, then all of this is for naught. So some of the things that I would recommend for making intuition work for you and your business is two simple things. Number one, a gratitude practice is something that has literally changed my life and my business over the last 18 months. Every day I get up and I jot down four or five things that I'm grateful for. It could be as simple as the sun is shining today and it feels you know, nice on my face, or it could be something really massive that maybe happened in your business. I booked my biggest client ever. Um, or I launched that podcast, or whatever that big thing is. But taking time to really sit down and have a gratitude practice every morning has made all the difference in how I approach the day and also how I trust myself because I can reflect back and see the things that I've done that have been based on intuition, that have uh, taken my business to the next level, that have been brave or that have been courageous. And that gives me encouragement to keep going. And the second thing is to journal through any sort of hesitation, fear, any, anything that's coming up for you that may be creating some anxiety or doubt. Uh, because when we journal through those things, stuff comes out that we wouldn't even think of had we just sat there and thought, hmm, I'm feeling anxious. I wonder why I'm feeling anxious. I guess, you know, I just have a lot on my plate today. We don't go as deep when we're just thinking about it and we get on to the next thing. And so whether you like to write on paper with a pencil or a pen, uh, or you like to type things into a Google Doc or a Word Doc, whatever you do, whenever you're feeling those moments of fear or insecurity or doubt, or you're just not sure what to do, I highly recommend just setting a timer for 10 minutes and just writing down whatever comes to mind. And it doesn't have to be beautiful and it doesn't have to be perfect. But once you finish that exercise, then you can go back through and look at those thoughts that you jotted down without judgment, without making them into something, but you can just assess, you know, oh, that's interesting. I had this thought or, oh, wow, that's really uh, perceptive of me. Maybe I should look into this thing more. You don't have to make this an everyday practice. If you want to, you can. Uh, But I always find that journaling through the really hard moments in in my journey, whether it's personally or professionally, has helped me uncover what intuitively I should be looking at and taking action on. I love both of those recommendations. Um, So starting with the gratitude process, that really changes how we view the world around us and how we view our role in it. 
And then using journaling to connect deeply with ourselves, to get to know our intuition on a deeper level, and to bring out how that serves us and how we want to grow and develop. I think those are two excellent strategies. And so, Ashley, thank you for providing our Make It Work moment today. Absolutely. Thank you for asking. So, Ashley, if our listeners want to connect with you, where can they find you? I am hanging out on Instagram all the time. So, And let me just say, her Instagram game is on point. Y'all need to be following her on Instagram. Where can they find you, Ashley? Thank you so much. I am at ashleycox.co. It's just such a fun way for me to be able to connect with people and have real conversations. And don't be surprised if you reach out to me and I send you a video DM back. Um, That is one of my favorite things to do. I feel like we can just really connect better. Uh, But you can find me at ashleycox.co. Ashley, I cannot thank you enough for being on the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast today. I know our listeners will just so resonate with so much of what you said. You provided so much actionable information, and I'm just so grateful to have you here. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much, Lee, for the invitation to join you. I love what you are doing with your podcast and the message that you're sharing. And I just know that regardless of who you have on or if you're doing solo episodes, that people are going to benefit so greatly from the wisdom and just the heart that you have for showing up and serving entrepreneurs. Thank you so much. I want to have you on every episode. (laughs) (laughs) I would do it. So don't tempt me. (laughs) I know you would. I know you would, but we will definitely have to have you back in the future. And again, thank you so much for being on today. Thanks, Lee. So I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I enjoyed being a part of it. Ashley is just an extraordinary woman. The work she is doing is so important. And Ashley, thank you so much for being on the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast to share your wisdom with us. To learn more about Ashley and to get more information about what we talked about in today's show, you can visit the episode page at workyourinnerwisdom.com slash six. That's workyourinnerwisdom.com slash the number six. That's where you'll find show notes. You'll find links to Ashley's website and Instagram and information about everything we talked about in today's show. And while you're there, be sure to check out the Wisdom Library. That is my free treasure trove of resources, tools, and guides to help you build and grow a business that is spiritually aligned. You can learn how to access the Wisdom Library by going to workyourinnerwisdom.com slash free. That's workyourinnerwisdom.com slash free so that you can gain access to the Wisdom Library and start building a spiritually aligned business today. And if you haven't joined the Work Your Inner Wisdom Facebook community, well, what are you waiting for? That's where all the fun happens, where we dive deep into each episode and we support each other as we grow our businesses. So you can find access to the Work Your Inner Wisdom community simply by going to workyourinnerwisdom.com and hitting the community button. And you can also find us on Facebook when you search for Work Your Inner Wisdom. So I can't wait to see you there. So it's hard to believe that we are already six episodes into the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast. I have had so much fun creating this podcast for you, and I hope you have enjoyed listening to it. If you have, it would mean the world to me if you would go over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. 
Reviews are incredibly important when it comes to sharing the word about this podcast. So if you want to be a part of building our community of spiritually minded entrepreneurs, then one of the best things you can do is go over to iTunes and leave your review. So thank you again for joining me for today's episode of Work Your Inner Wisdom. Special thanks to our guest, Ashley Cox. I'm your host, Lee Shea McDonough, reminding you to let your inner wisdom lead the way. 